the relationship between athletes and cannabis has long been decried for its perceived negative association. Thankfully, that misconception is being reshaped as athletes are now experiencing a certain form of liberation, one which has inspired them to move from the shadows and serve as advocates for the medicine that they deem so vital. These stories are worthy of greater attention and will serve to help augment the discourse around medicinal cannabis. The cannabis culture and sport deserves to be celebrated, not maligned. And these conversations will move us in that direction. Welcome to Winning with Cannabis with your host, Bill Bronner. All right. Welcome to Winning with Cannabis. This is Bill Bronner, the host. This is our uh, very exciting day, our uh, first inaugural program. So excited to launch into things. The uh, objective of the, uh, the program is to celebrate uh, the kind of wonderful intersection that has been increasingly growing in popularity between cannabis and the sporting world something that has long intrigued me and is, uh, I think, steadily gaining a, a heightened profile uh, across society. And there's a lot of rich um, kind of discussable issues to, uh, to explore. And delighted to be joined by Matt Lombardi and Kevin Moran of Beam. Good, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Terrific. Delighted to have you guys uh, participate. So before we delve into um, kind of discussion about Beam and its um, you know kind of current status and its kind of long-term ambitions, I wanted to get a better understanding as to how the two of you kind of evolved. Number, I guess, importantly, your friendship and how that friendship kind of laid the groundwork for a, a business um, relationship as well. So if you guys don't mind kind of illustrating that a little bit to give us a kind of a deeper understanding in terms of the, the origins of, um, yeah, the friendship and, um, you know, kind of the, the business course that um, evolved from that. Sure. I, I can take that. This is Kevin. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, Matt and I met at Boston College uh, <clears throat> about 10 years ago now, crazily, and I played baseball there and he played hockey. Uh, we were both fortunate enough to uh, go on and play professionally. I left after my junior year. Um, I ended up graduating and a year longer than me, but um, long story short, had a number of different injuries. I blew out my elbow, both my knees, my shoulder, pretty much everything you can as a baseball player. And Matt had his own series and set of injuries and um, both ended up retiring a little bit sooner than we thought from our respective sports, but we stayed active and kind of interested in the wellness space and in marathons and Ironmans, CrossFit, um, just kind of stay connected to our roots as, as athletes. And I would argue that cannabis today, and the in particular, is really um, it's becoming more mainstream, but definitely widely misunderstood in the athletic world. And um, Matt and I, as friends and kind of fellow athletes, we looked at the space a few years ago and had our own experience with some products and you know, what was actually in the bottle. And then on the other end of it, looked at the brands that were in the space. Um, and how they were trying to speak to consumers and education, all those things. And um, as friends, we always wanted to kind of do something together. And we tried some products and kind of took a giant step back and said, man, this is an opportunity for us to bring our passions around wellness and athletics and um, use that together with a beautiful brand and start educating people. And um, Beam was born. Terrific. Yeah, <laughs> the fun thing just to add to that, too, Matt, is that um, – you know, we were close in school. We had classes together, sorry, every day in the athletic facility. Um, and then, 
after school, you know, we both were playing sports and living in different cities. And then we just serendipitously overlapped an apartment building for about a month. I was moving out. Kevin had just moved in and we just rebonded, rekindled. And the, the fun part was, you know, over the last three or four years, we immediately bonded. We did a marathon together and then we do a lot of training and workouts and we had been talking about wanting to do something together. And so as Kevin was just kind of explaining how we wound up starting Beam, it was sort of this also we've been keeping an eye on things like what could we potentially jump in together and just go full steam ahead and obviously that thing became beam but it was kind of a the fun side of it was just sort of how we overlapped and um and whatnot about four years ago terrific sounds like a wonderful convergence matt you pointed something out um previously regarding consumer confusion and maybe more specifically in the athletic realm it's obviously there's a, a great deal of misinformation that circulates and obviously to the detriment of the industry overall. I remember reading a survey that was quite alarming that spoke to kind of the lack of consumer knowledge and you know how the market is just kind of rife with this feeling of uncertainty. And All right, so the uh, study I'm referring to was uh, recently conducted and pretty highly publicized and noted that you know, four in 10 Americans who have heard of CBD believe it's another name for marijuana and more than 51% you know, have this gross misunderstanding that can get you high. So I'm sure you guys obviously are acutely aware of um, you know, this uh, misinformation that kind of plagues the industry overall. How are you trying to address it as a company? I, this, is, this is Kevin. Um, and I think that's one, it's a really good point, and it's probably one of our biggest learnings. So we have pop-ups in a few major cities, um, retail locations. Boston was our first iteration of that, and then Austin, Texas, and New York City. And I think for us as the Beam team, and for Matt and I in particular, we, we get so caught up in the holistic benefits and the wellness aspect of CBD and kind of being in the industry and like in you know being so ingrained in it that we kind of forget forget that point. And I think those pop-ups and those experiences we have with customers have been so eye-opening because say gosh almost half the people that walk in there um that are living an active lifestyle or athletes or what have you walk in and to your point think it's going to get them high um so it's it's definitely a good data point for us and something that we've kind of taken over the last few months and have kind of uh brought into the brand from an educational perspective on social media blogs emails all the ways to communicate with our customers and um over the next year to 24 months um, obviously growing the business from a revenue perspective and all those things are important, but that's not going to happen. Um, and it's not really core to us as people we want to bring to the world without a, a lot of education around the brand. So it's just informed a lot of the forward looking things that we're, we're trying to do from an education perspective. Curious. And the one oh, thing, go, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, is that Matt? Go ahead. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Just the one thing I'd add to is part of the, Kevin and I were just consumers originally. And so we had that same misconceptions and stigmas and weren't sure what it was. It actually took us a while to kind of come around to finally giving it a try, you know, way back when, before we started Beam. Um, I think one of the things that adds to it too, and one of the things that's in our charter initiatives as we especially go forward into 2020 is also the form factor and like the actual products that people are consuming. And <clears throat> without getting on the details on this question, um, but a lot of the ways people consume CBD are also ways that people are consuming THC. And so part of our chart is one, to build a brand that's welcoming and friendly to educate people like Kevin was mentioning, but it's also to look at different form factors and you know, how do we make CBD feel more just like a wellness supplement versus a medicinal thing and, um, or like a drug or like you're, you know, it is a cannabis product, but almost like making it feel like it's not a cannabis product just given the stigmas. 
Yeah, no, valid point. Um, got a question I want to pose to both of you, and it uh, it's kind of relates to the the more fragmented nature of the the CBD industry in particular. It's it's quite splintered, as you know, and um, it's a combination of, of really good prominent producers such as yourself and some of the more shadowy underworld that uh, sadly tarnishes the reputation for all. Um, curious to know whether or not there's any movement afoot or whether or not, you know, you or other peers of yours have thought about spearheading kind of a coalition, um, you know, the, the old kind of power numbers concept to help drive things home and, you know, lay some, uh, provide guidance for in terms of policy that can be and ultimately be enacted, you know, by the FDA and other sort of regulatory oversight agencies to help harmonize, um, you know, set some of these collective interests, help create the great needed clarity for the consumer mm. marketplace. Uh, have you mm -hmm. guys given that any thought and do you think it's a good idea? Yeah, yeah. Kevin, it's a great point. It's a, it's a great point. Um, and it's something where we're definitely giving it quite a bit of thought. I'd say it's, it's uh, it'll be happening more so over the next, like I'd say, 12 to 18 months with brands that are of similar size and fashion and form to us. Um, that'll that'll probably start doing some of those things. Just to, to your point, um, it's an opportunity just to kind of bring bring the good actors together uh, and, and communicate as a whole, as opposed to in a fragmented way. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, Matt. Yeah, no, at a high level, it is, you know, we want to be thought leaders, not just like for our own brand and driving our own purpose initiatives, but also just the category as a whole. It's, you know, you highlighted earlier, it's just like you have people coming in and just jumping in on the gold rush. And with that becomes, you know, with a lot of lack of regulation, you just have a lot of mislabeled products, products that aren't that good for your products that have stuff in them that they shouldn't have or that they have and aren't on the labels, et cetera. You know, there's been a lot of issues with vaping and just people getting sick from them. So we definitely have that on our agenda. This is core values to the brand to be thought leaders in the space and want to drive the category both as a business, but also just the category and just be like Kevin said, like one of the good actors in it, trying to push the whole thing along. Um, yeah. That's encouraging to know. Thanks, Matt. I I've long thought that a more integrated approach would um, be advantageous um, for for everyone and help to kind of minimize the the bad actors which kind of dilute uh, the product and consumer appeal. We have to transition to a commercial break here momentarily, so we'll pick up uh, shortly thereafter. Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. 
Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. So, Kevin I, I, and, and Matt, I, I wanted to get back and follow up one more time on this point that we can steer the conversation elsewhere. Do you guys have a, a pretty good kind of finger on the pulse of regulatory activity, whether it be in your state, Massachusetts, or um, more broadly speaking, on a federal level? Are you aware of kind of the certain muscle movements that are happening across the United States in terms of uh, you know, what, what, what the kind of current landscape is and what people are anticipating it's going to happen industry-wide. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is Kevin. So I think any um, any business of ours that's in the cannabis space definitely has to have their pulse on that. I think it's it's uh, probably one of our biggest cost centers as a business. We work really closely with actually two different law firms that have built cannabis practices uh, specifically around CBD with no THC in it. So it's that's a, a discussion we're having uh, probably more often than we'd like, and then. Just with, with those folks and Matt and I, um, we're constantly kind of looking at the space and the ever-changing things that are happening in it. Um, it's, it's obviously, whether we like it or not, it's just, it's, we need to have our pulse on it. All right. Thanks. Appreciate the response. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're talking about these evolving views from the consumer standpoint, um, political, otherwise, and they're kind of steadily um kind of ever-changing. I want to ask, uh, actually, this applies to both of you. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you, given your experience in the NHL. It appears to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that um, that the NHL's viewpoint on uh, marijuana policy in particular is probably the most relaxed of of all the major sporting entities. Um, Curious to know whether or not uh, you have a, a pretty firm understanding of what the current policy is. I can't say that I can speak expertly on it, but I thought that you might have some um, something to offer there. Yeah, yeah. The four major leagues are just something that we're really keeping an eye on. Um, we have some confidence, not publicly that we're disclosing, but we have some interesting conversations and some people involved in our business. We really want to be pioneers, given we have such an athletic focus. Um, we want to, you know, we're starting to have conversations with the NHLPA, the NFLPA, things like that, and to really be on the forefront. From what we're understanding, um, the leagues will be sort of lifting their policies around CBD right now um, at a high level. It's essentially just like athletes. It's in every locker room. Um, 
And right now, you just like athletes aren't allowed to be promoting it as partners or investors or whatever involvement they might have in the brand, or even just sharing that they're using something. A lot of that's changing, um, you know, for a lot of reasons around like concussions and, you know, retired athletes, current athletes, et cetera. So right now, it's kind of just like a, a gray area, just much like everything else in CBD, you know, whether you're talking about retail or regulations or, you know, selling online, et cetera, opening up, you know, pop up shops. But it's something that actually is a very big focus of ours to stay on the forefront and just to be pioneering, having the conversations and, and, and working on some strategic partnerships. That's, that's good to know. And it's certainly heartening that the NHL's model from what I gather is that eventually could be employed by other, um, you know, principal entities, NFL, what have you, they seem to be, um, you know, very proactive, uh, which, it's quite uh, encouraging to see and very open to uh, to reform. I know Commissioner Adam Silver has said some fairly positive things about you know following the science and uh, ensuring that you know, players have access to all the medicinal remedies um, that they that they deem essential. Uh, shifting gears for a moment, Kevin, I, and again, forgive me, I don't have a firm understanding of Major League Baseball's policy. Uh, I probably should. Um, what, uh, what, what's the kind of the current state of affairs there? Yeah. Um, it's, it's similar to the, to the NHL and the, the four major sports, uh, to a degree where, um, CBD is not endorsed, uh, to Matt's point, just given our connections, it's, you know, there are a lot of guys that I know for a fact that are using it, um, given the therapeutic benefits, the long season, the sleep benefit, all those things. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of just, it's like, you know, it's, it's like any other supplement where you use it at your own risk. And I can understand, um, I think it'll shift over the next six to 12 months with a lot of these big sports, but I can understand why there's trepidation in the industry now, given some of the earlier stuff we just talked about with you guys, with kind of the fragmented nature of the industry and there being some bad actors. It's, you know, these, these guys um, and girls in these major sports have a lot to lose. So it's important that they, build a vetting process and they work closely with the brands and the thought leaders in the space that are going to be uh, producing products that are efficacious and uh, good for their athletes. So I, I can understand it. I think it'll change as a speak over the next, you know, shorter period of time. But for now it's a very similar stance to the NHL where athletes aren't allowed to be taking CBD or um, promoting it. That's a good segue into a conversation about beam uh, clearly, you guys were inspired to create a, a product that was reliable and, in your words, Kevin, efficacious, um, just given the, uh, the fact that Marketplace was, was littered with information, some of which was factually sound, some of it not. So how have you guys been able to distinguish yourself amongst the masses so far? Um, it's obviously, you know, quite a saturated market and, you know, there's a lot of a proverbial noise surrounding it. Um, I'm sure it's been somewhat difficult to kind of chart that course and create a kind of a unique feature that allows you to kind of, um, you know, from, from, uh, from a very crowded marketplace. So <clears throat> if you can chime in on that, that'd be great. Matt, you want, you want to start with that or want me to? I'm happy to. Sure. Yeah. This is Matt. So at a high level, um, there's just these things I'd say brand, um, our recent funding, our products, uh, 
are probably three big buckets, I would say, that are helping us distinguish ourselves. And we can kind of just dive into those quickly around brand. We've done a nice job, I think, focusing in this athletic, active lifestyle vertical or space or community um, where we were differentiated just from, I think, just the initial connection and appeal to consumers based on our packaging, Instagram, um, social communications, education, all those different things. People judge your book by its cover. This is such a crazy space that your the first impression a consumer makes about your brand really, really matters. And so I think one of the ways we've done that is when people either walk into one of our pop-up shops, they land on our website, they land on our social pages. Um, I think the first thing is that they get this friendly, trustworthy, transparent, quality feel. And then that's kind of step one. Um, and then the other side of it is just the efficaciousness of our products. We do we've, we do a lot just to make sure that what we're saying about our products is true in terms of the amount of milligrams or what's in them, what's not in them. We also go great lengths just to ensure the quality of them, how it's sourced, how it's extracted. And then on the other side, um, form factor for us is a very big thing in terms of who you know, we deal with some of the athletes and some of the active lifestyles that we're really focused on this next phase of being on, on form factor. And we can maybe dive into that a little bit more later, but uh, really making it feel like just like a daily supplement, like something that seamlessly integrates into your life. Um, and then we're fortunate to, to have just closed a significant round of funding led by a top tier VC firm called Obvious Ventures. And I think that differentiates in a way, just because there's not a lot of, um, top tier firms like obvious that are in the, the CBD or cannabis space right now. So we're one of few. And then also just, I think it's a nice feather in our cap and legitimizes us as a business um, to be able to have uh, gotten funding like that. Absolutely. And I want to applaud your guys' effort. I saw that recent infusion and you guys have a very kind of potent financial position. So that's going to, I'm sure serve you well and allow you to, uh, you know, have an extremely long runway for, for creating success. You, you mentioned um, form, uh, I'm sorry, what, what was the, the terminology? Form factor. Form factor, so I myself am confused. I'm sure that rings true for sure. our listeners as well. Could you uh, highlight what, what specifically that is and, and dive into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, at a high level, you just, when you look at the space, you see a lot of tinctures, gummies, dog treats, vapes, CBD patches, topicals, um, et cetera, sparkling waters. Um, we look at form factor in the sense like, how is a consumer going to consume CBD? How are we integrating it into their lifestyle? And for us, um, you know, the first iteration of being innovative in the space with our protein bars, you know, the people that we're serving are, again, any active lifestyle athletics and we found that, you know, creating a healthy protein bar was a very seamless, easy way and convenient way for people to integrate CBD into our lifestyle. And so as we go forward, we'll continue to carry our tincture, our oil, ingestible oil, our topical, um, but we're really focused on innovating our line. So, you know, how people, so I think we can share a little bit. So in a few weeks, we're launching two new products, both come in a powder and a capsule form. Um, the powder is a really interesting space. You know, we think it'll be, um, you know, sort of like the next, I think big thing in CBD and, and it's not easy to do. Um, and so I think just at a high level, you know, we just focus on how do we make it easy for people to consume CBD. It sounds like what you, I, I, I don't pretend to understand the competitive landscape here. But I think what sets you guys apart from many is that you're really gearing your products exclusively to 
athletes, both in, in the professional realm and amateur as well, starting off with protein bars, which are um, have long enjoyed uh, a certain sense of popularity and now um, branching out into uh, more broader applications such as powder, which I guess would kind of mimic a, a protein powder sort of um, approach to enhancement. Is that right? Yeah, and this is Kevin. Yeah, this is Kevin. I can I can take that one, sir. Um, yeah. So the the products definitely appeal to I wouldn't just say an athlete per se. I'd say active lifestyle and people that are looking for a healthy living. Like as an example, we're not. You'll never see us launch a vape. We just don't think it's core to the customers or the people that we're trying to speak to. We're not again. It's we're not against vapes or anything of that nature. It's just it's not the the brand that we um, aspire to, to be. Uh, but the, the purpose is how can we build, build these products that are kind of at the intersection of health and wellness and active lifestyle and athletics, not necessarily a professional athlete or a hardcore CrossFitter. Yeah, the, the products are definitely great for those people, but also the people that are, you know, exercising a couple of days a week and are, you know, working 50, 60 hours a week or whatever. Um, it's, they're meant to kind of uh, inform health and wellness and across the board for all sorts of people, whether it's just like people living an active lifestyle or all the way to the professional ranks. Terrific. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we're going to transition to another break and then we'll regroup here um, momentarily. Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. So, Matt, Kevin, I want to pick up where we... We left off talking about Beam and um, the new products that uh, I guess are currently in the pipeline. And when are they set to be available to consumers? I'm not- yeah, this, this is coming in. So we can't, we're not going to talk too much about the products quite yet, but they're launching on the uh, 
the 21st. So we're, gosh, we're a couple weeks away now. Um, uh, one will be to Matt's point, and a, there'll be two different products, uh, in a, a daytime um, and a nighttime, both in powdered form. Terrific. Uh, of the current product line, what are your what are your favorites, Kevin? Uh, I don't know if you can make me choose. Um, so I have a, uh, an interesting story, which kind of is part of the inception of Beam. So I've been a chronic migraine sufferer my whole life. Um, and they got, I do a lot of CrossFit, and for whatever reason, I used to get them after CrossFit. And it became pretty debilitating. I was getting them actually every four to six weeks or so. And it wasn't just like a little headache. I was in bed for a day. They really knocked me out pretty bad. I saw multiple neurologists. I had MRIs on my brain. Um, I went through, through quite a bit trying to figure them out, and I never could. Uh, and then one Matt and I figured out the way to source beam. A while back, I started taking it before and after I exercised, and I, I haven't had the ingestible oil, the tincture, and I, I haven't had one. I always look for some wood to knock on um, in about a year and a half now. So it had a pretty profound impact on my life and allowed me to do things that I want to be doing. So helpful from, from that end for me. So the tincture will always be my favorite. Were those, were those migraines fairly persistent throughout your professional career? And if so, I'm, I'm obviously I'm sure they maybe not impaired performance, but certainly disrupted um, or just overall disruptive. Um, I started getting them when I was uh, about 18, 19 years old, and they were less frequent than I was. I was probably getting them every 12 to 18 months and then got more frequent. And I, I, I was never really able to put my finger on what the, what caused them. Um, I think, and that's a lot of something that a lot of migraine sufferers will sympathize with. It's really difficult to diagnose where they're coming from. And my gut would say that it just was from stress and, you know, overworking and overexercising and all of those things that lead to inflammation and stress. And that was kind of like the volcano erupting when I would do these really, really hard stressful workouts. Um, just given the body, she's, it can't recognize between, you know, stress from work and stress from exercise. It's all this kind of stress. So I think that's what kind of, I had to guess that's what prompted them. Um, and my life has just got more and more stressful from when I was 18 to now 30. So I think that's why I got them more frequently if I had to guess, but um, the CBD, the anti-inflammatory properties and de-stressing of it, I think is if I had to guess what, what was solving the issue for me. Understood. Real quickly, I wanted to shift gears and uh, try to shed some light on your grow operation. I want to understand a little bit more about your sourcing and uh, the internal testing. I'm sure it's quite rigorous to uh, ensure that the products are of kind of top-notch quality. Um, where are your products being uh, harvested and cultivated as we speak? Everything comes yeah. from Colorado. All right. Um, so we are we work closely with a farmer manufacturer in Colorado. Um, and like you said, <clears throat> we do a lot of internal testing and then third party external independent testing as well, just to, again, to ensure that they're THC free, that they're free of pesticides, metals, contaminants, um, all those types of things. So we, and then also too, just to say, if we say there's a thousand milligrams of CBD in the bottle, that there's a thousand milligrams of CBD in the bottle. I think that's also kind of crazy, but it's an area that's very overlooked and, um, you know that with all the stuff with the the vapes and things like that and the people getting sick i think consumers are really starting to get educated around like what a you know all of these cbd companies should be having third-party analysis um tests and as consumers just to make sure that you're checking or asking about um you know their lab results and seeing those and just vetting them out and making sure that their products are what they say they are 
And this is Kevin, just to add on to that, just a, just a bit more. It's, it's, it's not just, we, we test these internally as well after manufacturing and before they hit the shelves or the fulfillment center. And it's not just an internal test. We test them at multiple independent labs before they go out the door. And um, given all the athletes you work with, the THC is obviously a very important thing. So we test them um, rigorously for the, the THC aspect, but to match point leads, heavy metals, pesticides, molds, anything else you wouldn't want in your body. So it's not just internal testing. I think it's important that as consumers look at products and they try to validate the ones they're going to bet on for their health, that they that they take kind of a step deeper. Is it an internal test or is there internal tests in multiple independent labs that are testing these to prove the um, the efficacy of the product? Terrific. Sounds like you guys are very exacting. That's great. Um, final question for the two of you, actually, well, um, maybe just for Kevin. Uh, the products themselves, where can they be uh, accessed from uh, from the consumer standpoint? I'm, I'm sure you guys have a pretty vibrant online presence, but uh, aside from that, what, what are they? Are you guys distributing a, across um, just the, the Mid-Atlantic? Do you guys have a kind of a national footprint right now? Yes, you can find us um, on social media, just at Beam, B-E-A-M. Um, and then on our website at Beam, TLC, like tender loving care. So beamtlc.com. Um, and then we have pop-ups in Austin, Texas. We have a store there that'll be there through the holidays and into Q1. And then also in New York City and Soho and Manhattan. Um, and then we're in, I'd say, between 30 and 50 uh smaller retail locations across the United States too, but definitely find us online. Terrific. I'll keep my eyes peeled. I look forward to uh, enthusiastically sampling some of the products myself. I'm an enthusiast. So awesome. Well, thanks gentlemen. I really appreciate uh, your participation. I appreciate your input and wish you both the, uh, the best of luck with this new venture. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.